The content expressed on this podcast is not to be taken as fact or inside information. The opinions expressed are for entertainment purposes only. It's all love. Welcome to the culture. I do this for my culture. We are live. You hear the horns. This is uh, Rap Sessions official <laughs> DJ right here. You heard yes. it. Mr. DJ uh. Gamma Ray. Whoa. Stacks. And this is Uncle Snoop. You about to catch some live bars from the one and only Flow through Stacks. All pH balance. You can see my talent. It's all in my talents. Yeah. yeah. Increase my value. Uh, yeah. Flying like a... Uh, uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Nike Air Fresh, Nike Air Check. Bitch, you better give me my respect. I don't flex, I just think, and I just make anything in. Uh, keep falling off, yeah. Uncle Snoop, yeah, call the boss, uh, yeah. No calling off, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just fucking around, man. This dude stacks the guy. Be careful what you pray for. Live and direct in a really good studio with my man International Nash. We got Gene here in the cut. We got Karan here on the boards, man, and we going crazy. That's at Please Karan on all your medias. He available for all your mixing needs. One of the best engineers in LA. This International Nash here. And today's podcast, as you know, is sponsored by Everything Really Good and Rap Sessions. We ain't here talking about the L.A. culture, past, present, and future. And in case you ain't know, things are really changing. Uh, for the better, because uh, if black people are making the changes, it ain't gentrification. I want to shout out to the Connect. Like, the real Connect, not the plug. Hashtag the Connect. At the Connect on your social medias. That is a entrepreneur co-working space that is live and direct, brand new in L.A. We don't want to confuse it with nothing else but it's at the bread yard you can google all of that so and we confuse with nothing else yeah man. we don't want to confuse it with nothing else because it used to be it's the spot formerly known as something else but that's kind of like how la is right now you know we have uh the spot formerly known as the bridge and some people <laughs> refuse to call it and refer to it as anything other than what it actually is. Oh, yeah, man. We're going we gonna to get into that for sure. But before the beat go all the way out, man, I want to shout out uh, DJ Gamma Ray once again. That was the Uncle Snoop beat. And for all the rappers out there who was like, man, this nigga Deuce was fucking up in the beginning. Y'all can go ahead and enter into a contest online. Um, shit, the best freestyle gets what? How much is that? $100, man. All we need $100. you to do is go on iTunes. Listen to that song, put it in the background, give us a quick 12, 16, 24, whatever you got. Because if you got the best bars, we're going to shoot you a $100 cash app courtesy of Rap Sessions just for the recognition and for shouting out the indie artist, DJ Gamma Ray, who is a DJ producer, internationally known. He's rocked anything from your wedding in San Diego to your wedding in Johannesburg. <laughs> he any, rocked parties. Any wedding. Any wedding ever, <laughs> nah. But for real, though, that's one thing that is hard to do. You know, I think oh, a lot yeah. of DJs can DJ a party, but not everybody is, like, wedding-friendly because you got to appeal to so many different types of people. Okay, we've landed, right? on, we've landed on a topic. Uh, what makes a good DJ? Versatility. I think the number one thing that makes a good DJ is being able to know the crowd, read the room, and appeal to the youngest person in the room and the oldest person in the room. Okay. I would say 
more than versatility, it's transitions. Ooh. If they have trash transitions, if, they can blend. if it just like chop in the middle, or I like when a DJ is able to play a song, have it fade out on a rapper-specific bar, and then that bar goes into like the next song, it makes sense. It's like, oh my God, bro. Like an actual, like, you know what I'm saying? That type of uh care for it that could definitely make a party that's dead bro just be like oh my god I didn't even think about this like that and spark a, you know what I'm saying different emotion in people so how you feel about DJs that play music you never heard um I like that I like music that I never heard uh I prefer it especially if it's bops now right, right. don't play me uh Cousin Ray Ray shit just Yeah don't play the Ray shit Ray That you just that trying to weak. put on yeah, Like I'm letting y'all know now DJs Play something that's known To move the room And I would say this too So as far as the uh, Counterculture life We want to Counterculture By giving game A lot of times People don't give you You know what I'm saying um, One thing I would say From an artist Standpoint Is don't give a DJ A song That you would not Want to hear in the club if it's your Back. if it's your introspective, <laughs> super deep, um, experimental joint, nigga, do not give that shit to no club DJ. You have to always, just like anything in your life, mm-hmm. know the situation, know who you're talking to, and know why this makes sense for them at that time. You, you know like R and B in the club? I like R and B in the club for sure, but I think it's also. You kind of got to know what type of R&B goes. It's either R&B in a club you can sing with or you can dance to. You feel me? Right, right. So that means it's got to be like not hella balladish, but a part where if you drunk in a club, you can hit that note with them and be like, man, that shit go. You feel me? <laughs> and then if it's like R&B, it's kind of always that dance kind of, you know what I'm saying? Grind R&B, you feel me? But yeah, I would just say same as versatility. You know okay. Cool, cool. So, first um, counterculture subject, right? Yeah. Because LA is changing, and a lot of people refuse to change with it. I'm going to give you an example. How many years ago has the Fox Hills Mall changed its name? Oh, bro. (laughs) I would not know that, because that did not happen to me. You You feel feel me? me? (laughs) He is counter... Changing this yeah, shit, bro. Right? Deuce is a firm believer in the old LA, is what I like well, to call. And also, too, I'm a believer. I could know if now the towner is from LA or not by how they approach certain things. If right. you call Obama Boulevard, bro, you're not from here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you also uh, call it the Slauson Supermall, you're not from here. It's the Slauson. me. That's it. Yeah. Uh, shit. Also, uh, Gotta say rest in peace to the content swap me, man. If you only know it as Walmart, you're not from here. <laughs> I gotta let you know that. You know uh, what I mean? If you never step foot up in there, then you probably not really local. Yeah, bro. Probably not native. See, and that's and that's the beauty of having somebody from Compton. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh my knowledge of the city, as I can say, I feel like it's extensive within mm-hmm. the certain regions. At certain points, it's like for me, that was like in the Lion King. It's like the elephant like, graveyard. That's, that's the shadow lands. <laughs> Don't go over there. And it's like, I have no idea what's over there. All I know is they told me everything that light touches is mine. And not that uh, shit. You said when you go to the 105, Long Beach Boulevard is a long way from Long <laughs> Beach. Don't let like, you know that. You look at that shit, bro, you see nothing but like darkness and wolf house. Like, it's like you know, that's why it pays to have friends. You know what I mean? One thing about L.A. is that, like, you survive out here based on your friends from other sections. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because when we was, eh, let's say, 15 years ago, 
not to be aging ourselves, yeah. <laughs> 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, you know, when you heard about something popping in like Lakewood or Bellflower, it would be hard to just go over there as an L.A. person. Right? See, the thing is how how uh, in my circle I was, nigga, I wouldn't hear that. Right. <laughs> no, who going to they know Deuce not going to bake Bellflower or Lakewood and none of that shit. Only reason why I started going out there is because the homie that was from the same neighborhood I was, cousin was out there, and we used to go out there and all the stop at this mall, let's go here or whatever. And I was just always like, man, this shit weak. Different, <laughs> like, level, different level of ratchet over there. I can tell you that much. Bellflower was yeah, surprisingly man. ratchet. Bro, and the thing is, you can tell how weak a place is about how many women you see in like those light blue denim jeans. Just oh, the regular wow. Ones. And it's but like, you why know, everybody in here shopping fucking Oshkosh? Wait. <laughs> this nigga said Oshkosh. Yeah. Why you got I was going to say Ross. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a hidden gem, just, just for those who I don't know. Uh, Cerritos. They have the baddies over there. Yeah, Cerritos? Cerritos got the baddies over there. You got the... The, the baddie mix girls, um, you got like the Asian and black joints, like those type of gems that you don't see too often. I feel like the only time I was in Cerritos was, uh, and that's <laughs> that's funny, bro. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, when you find the things that you love, often it'll take you out of your comfort zone without you even wanting it to. The furthest places I've always traveled have been because of music. It's right. never been like, oh, yeah, I'm about to just go to Cerritos for the Auto Square, nigga. <laughs> it was like... This nigga quote, it was commercial. Like, bro, that's the only thing. That's my only Cerritos real you reference. Hear, you don't remember Skate Depot? Because I know y'all had Word on Wheels, and for bro, me, that was like Danger Zone. So look, this is what we're talking about. Skate Depot, right? Niggas went to Skate Depot. Thank look, you. A couple times. A couple times. Let me that's tell you this. It ain't... You got to be there all the time. Let me tell you this, though, bro. Niggas was familiar. From, right. a nigga, from a nigga who had Word on Wheels, and that was like down the street, and my moms and you used to tell me like oh yeah we used to go up that's like family shit so it's like tradition it's it's dangerous yeah. i can understand that but also it's like i'm not going to skate deep but that's way more dangerous to me than world on wheels like i know the the pockets of the center circle to go in at this month right, like, you right. know what i'm saying i know when like oh it's these niggas don't skate on that side just go down this other ramp you know what i mean just but, to give y'all some context r.i.p to both of these places we are yeah. dinosaurs skate depot ain't been around for like 10 years well world on wheels did have a little they had a they little had a Revitalization that yeah, didn't work. Yeah, man. Shout out to my uh, shit to my brother D, man. He was trying to make that thing come back to life. And Few people try to. It's for sale right now too. So bro, if you got a bag, like, yeah, man. Go ahead and get it's, that. Uh, it's a definite part of the soul of Los Angeles. I feel like for sure. Same thing like, with the Fox, right? The Fox Hills Mall was known yeah. to be the mall that you could catch a celebrity in that was like black. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but okay, let's talk about some of the celebrities that frequent there, bro. I, the, game can't, the game can't come no more. The game can't come no more. <laughs> Brian Pumper can't come no more. Them game, too, bro. Game. The game in the, yeah, bro. It should be like, I wish the Fox turned into a smart house when them niggas walked up and was just like, no. Like, Exit. that shit just closed. Hell no, bro. Yeah, it was funny because you I could definitely catch many, like an Omarion up in there all the time. Bro, how many of your homegirls you know that has been approached by either one of them? A few. A few. It was it's almost wild. like a rite of passage in LA. Like you wasn't really considered attractive unless one of them tried to get at you. <laughs> my my bro was going around being like, "Hey, so uh, you know who game is or be pump?" 
Oh no, I can't fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the crazy thing about B Pump, right? B Pump is that That's my sick. guy was on the train back. Oh yeah, guns. I was used to catch the blue line. And I would really see that man, green line, whatever. <laughs> that bro, he'd be. Uh, I feel like one of the few times I hopped on the uh, downtown joint. You know what I'm saying? I walked down there and I was like, "Why is Lloyd Banks on the train?" <laughs> and then, Speaking of trains, bro, that's another indicator on how far L.A. has come. Because when I was on the train, we had the red line, blue line, green line, and the gold line that nobody touched. Yeah. Now they got purple, light blue. They got the one under construction going into the airport, which they finally created, like, the actual path. You can see what it's about to look like. I don't even know what color that's going to be. Hey, I would say this just because of what he just said. And, like, once again, every time a nigga be talking about, like, traveling the city— my reasons for traveling the city were so different, I feel like, in a way, because it was very small, once again, but the times when I did outreach, it was for women or mm -hmm. music. You'd be like, I'm going to figure out this bus route because I got to go over here and she stay over here type shit. I would say this. If anybody has kids who's listening to this shit, man, the arts and sports is so fucking important for people because mm -hmm. it'll put you in situations and make you expand your life in ways. You're not even thinking about it at the time, but you'll sit back and be like, oh, damn, I did this because of this and did that. If I wasn't doing that shit, I'd be somewhere fucking up, bro. Like, yeah, for real, for facts. real. When niggas be like, oh, you wasn't in this program or kids weren't in programs, be fucking up. Right. They do. Shout out to the Nike Swoosh League, man. That uh, gave me a lot of exposure to just that Bank of connecting with different people from different walks yeah. of life. Then you had the yeah. uh, the yeah. Sprite Night, night Summer Night Lights. Summer Night Lights, yeah, yeah. That was a big thing. Bro, for the for the niggas in the hood, they had the uh, B of A um, shooting stars or shootout yeah. shits, them shirts. Um, Yo, a lot of people played for the Y, too, right? Oh, the yeah. Junior Lakers yeah, at the Y, yeah, that yeah. was a thing, too. It was like you had different pockets of where people did their thing because yeah. you had also the Pop Warner football dudes. But that also connects, like, a lot of people, too. Like, it'd yeah, be like yeah. niggas from different parts of the city be meeting because that. Like, I used to hoop with you. I used to play football with you, yada, yada. Right. I'd be saving niggas' lives, be saving bro. lives. So if you a young parent, like you got a kid under 10 you should start looking into what parks you can enroll them into some sports because it'll help them be well-rounded so extracurricular activities man fucking coloring whatever the fuck man let them niggas do that shit so speaking of changes in la right and yeah. some of the um culture shifts right so they had to get away from the name the bridge because of so much uh, years of niggerosity. Right? It, was, it, was like, it was like deep seated evil Negro cantations that took place there. Yeah, like, and the crazy thing is, the bridge is nowhere in the hood, right? It's like damn but there. See, but this is the thing, bro. We, this, is, this is the lesson. Let it be a lesson. Don't come to the border. Of the hood, my nigga. Don't try to be on the cusp, okay? If it is, we turn up the same way. Even worse on the cusp because we can see a little bit of the good shit over there. So it's like, you know what? Man, I'm about to fuck this shit up and go home. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild to me because the few times I went to the bridge, it would be like I would go into a movie. Let's say I'll catch the 830 show. Yeah. <laughs> Come out at 1030, those strip look totally different it's well, just a bunch of niggas in white tees you know why though cause the fucking <laughs> Cause curfew the females yeah. the curfew nigga and the curfew. there was baddies there yeah oh, but ten, the 10 o'clock the 9.45 to like 10.20 yeah. window was like hella popping because everybody was like wait for their ride <laughs> right right no it was like the was original parking lot pimping oh yeah you yeah, know yeah, what I mean yeah. that was like where it started that was where you got your like first experience of like let me see who I could pull before this 
window is up. All right, bro, I'm gonna do a true, true story right now, bro. Let's go. It was my first time, bro, really getting rejected, my nigga. You feel me? You was at the bridge? At the bridge. Oh, shit. And the homie was like, uh, he I didn't he didn't see it as that. But you know, like, bro, let's say when you hooping and you up, bro, you cooking, and then you lose the game, you hot. Niggas like, bro, you just won nine games. He's like, nigga, fuck that. We gotta play again. It's like, bro, no, we done. You feel me? But like that night, bro, we was out uh shit. It was like high school shit. Niggas that went to another school it was a football game. It was all playing the game, like who can get the most numbers and shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Up, bro. Had like nine numbers. Eating. I see this one chick who I used to like have like a crush on. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, but I was always spooked at, to see her at school and talk to her, nigga. Oh, damn. So and you caught her outside of school? Caught her outside, but she was like a senior. You feel me? What year were you? I was in like ninth grade, bro. Like, freshman. Yo, that's grade. how you knew you had juice. I'm not going to cap it, bro. When you was a uh, freshman or sophomore shooting for the seniors. Oh, yeah, bro. I was shooting juice. my shot. I was shooting my shot. Yeah. So, uh, fuck it. Uh, but I had seen her at school and I folded the other day because, you know, when you be a kid, nigga, it'd be like, man, I need my haircut, bro. And then I had my haircut and I was like, man, I, I, my fit is cool, but it's not really sitting right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I remember I had seen her up there or whatever. And I was like, man, I'm out, to, I'm out to go talk to her. So I walk up, and I'm like, yo. And her homegirl was like, it's not a good time right now. Like, it's it's not a good time. Like, what's, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm trying to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> was, you, uh, was you on your solo, or you had, like, one of the homies with you? I was, the homie was walking up with me because right, he was supposed right. to talk to the other girl, but he yeah, fell picture, off. Yeah, man. Bro fell off. He he lagged back. You know mm. what I'm saying? And also, too. He was also a freshman? Uh yeah 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 I think we're both I know maybe we're both sophomores bro maybe we're both sophomores I probably say that um so uh anyway bro had fell off but he was supposed to pull her I mean we both have been saying this type shit we bought the bag though. yeah so bro she was like nah something something and I'm like all right bet so like I'm standing off to the side and then these dudes pull up bro and like some whips bro some tricked out whips bro <laughs> the motherfuckers had like lights underneath bro probably had the Lambo doors on the oh, shit I was just yeah, about to say the that era, they had bro. the TVs on the inside bro he had a Honda Civic the other nigga had like this Lexus that was going dumb and I'm sitting there and I'm like Man, I hope these girls don't get in this car bro right on everything and the first thing the niggas do nigga hop out Lambo dog pop up play his horn she come running out and then nigga with the stupid I'm subs. sitting there like <laughs> shit then, rumbling and then nigga subs she was louder like, in your she voice was like, she was like oh what was you gonna say like what was you trying to right. say like, what you you. To the say? music was too loud and I was like uh, I had nothing to say man <laughs> there's really nothing you can do when a nigga driving bro, and you're not bro got in the, they got in the whip I'm sitting there and like then bro I felt like was the ethos of like my Batman shit I was like Never again. <laughs> Never. Y'all just heard this thing's origin story on why he went on a tear for the next 10 years. Never again shall a nigga stunt on me. Never. <laughs> All right, bro. So that brings me to another idea, right? Hot spots in L.A. where you just pull up to, you know, get numbers. Because I think the bridge currently known as the Howard Hughes yeah. is definitely one of those spots. I got to nominate the South Bay Galleria. As another hot spot. South Bay. I went to the South. I only ventured to South Bay maybe like once or twice, bro. That was a far bus ride for your boy. Bro, I loved it. But that shit, but I it can't was lie. It. it was a it was a good watering hole. Yeah, you for sure. I mean? It was a good spot. Three floors. And not to mention it was a quality mall. You know what I mean? So 
I rocked with the Galleria. Um, I also like the revamp of the Delamo. You know, Delamo in our in our late earlier adult years became a spot. Yeah, I would say that. Like I would 20, say 2021, 22. 21, 22? 23. That was when they first opened the, like reopened the movie theater over there. Oh no, bro. I felt like my my days in Delamo, I was like shh. 2015, 2016, bro. Yeah, that's because they had a nice run. They had the cool polo store out there. You feel me? You can go to. I think uh, now, that was one of the first Uniglows that opened out here in SoCal. Mm -hmm. It was the Beverly Center and then Delamo. Mm -hmm. Beverly Center was also another hot spot, but like nowadays, have you been to the Beverly Center lately? That shit tore down, bro. (sighs) That shit tore down. They rebuilding, they revamping, but it's like, yeah, exactly. It could go either way. Because the people that go there, the thing is, although the facilities are under construction and rebuilding, the people that go there are like dumb rich now. I think the people that go there are like out of... Yeah, the mall weak. It's like a. It's like you may have a people who spend a higher ticket yeah. on what their purchases are, but yeah. it's less people purchasing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, it's less foot traffic, but it's... More higher end for sure. I yeah. see what they're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't know, bro. I'm cool. In my older days, though, the Sofitel Hotel right across the street goes crazy. Oh yeah, bro, <laughs> it goes crazy. I had a uh, damn. I had a fucking um opportunity to perform there. I didn't follow up on. But fucking uh, I had when they said this. Drop. Wah, wah, wah. They used to, <laughs> nah, I'm just thinking about it when you said Wait. it. Uh, fucking um. It was some shit that was happening on Sundays there. That was like a brunch mm-hmm. type live performance joint or whatever. And uh, yeah, one of the homies who was a drummer there was like, "Oh yeah, bro, you should I do this?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, for sure." And I just was like, Ugh. "Gotta say, rest in peace to another former hot spot, the Standard Hotel mm, downtown LA. That was one of those ones. Man, fuck them niggas at the Standard, man. You feel me? Them niggas always be like, "Hey, bro, uh, your shoes. You can't get in with that, man, right? You whole that ass was nigga. the home of you. Got to come correct. Bro, it's my fucking like my shoes, like yeah, my whole outfit. You don't have no hard bottoms." That was my first time experiencing um, clothing discrimination. Well, that's why I feel like the standard was owned by them niggas at Men's Land. Because they, like, <laughs> they wanted you <laughs> to... Yeah, they be like, well, here, you got to go over here and buy these shoes. Yeah, bro. I knew uh, the culture in L.A. was really hardcore when a lot of spots were basically saying you can't get in with no baseball caps. Oh, yeah, every bro. Hat, but, you already know every hood But is see, affiliated. bro, that was, that was post-clicks. Um, you feel me? Because... Mm-hmm. At first, it was like, all right, it was like maybe like seven, no, I would say maybe like 10 hats in rotation. Niggas would be like, all right, bro, if he wearing that, be careful. Yeah. When watch the out. click shit happened, nigga, it was no hats left. Every hat was something, bro. Like, so, and niggas was like, yeah, especially that Cleveland Indians hat, right? I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah, bro. Um, yeah, fucking, uh, it was no hat that could be worn, bro, at all. So, like, I, I definitely feel like, and all them niggas was fighting them, like, packs and shit. So, yeah, there was like no hats in this party at all. Right, know? right, man. So, look, I gotta say, man, shout out to Uncle Snoop as a, as a LA. Icon. That's the reason why I want this beat to get some recognition because, first off, I like the horns. You know what I mean? It's just real vibey. And the thing about Snoop, he got that like D O double G Z. Like it's just a basic ass flow. Like he got the most 1980s flow and it's carried through like 30 years. This nigga has been able to kill the game with just simplicity. And the thing is. Snoop was considered a lyricist when he came out. He was like a top-tier lyrical guy. You know that. And it's tough because you know how we discriminate against Long Beach. And then even back then, 
Hey man, all love to Uncle Snoop, bro. That's I, all I'm saying. Hey, I rap, so I certain things. He you know transcended, you know. He transcended. He he broke all the barriers against him, and that's why I will I will I give you that. Him. I will you give you that, man? and I'm gonna say this: Snoop on the West Coast, Snoop a West Coast legend. Um, I protect all real West Coast niggas. Yeah. Ain't too much funny style shit niggas have ever said about Snoop, period. Right. Even the niggas who be like, oh, uh, cuz blackball me. It's like, well, what did you do? Because I also yeah. know this nigga does a lot of shit for everybody at the same time. So. And he did a lot of things that people don't really remember. So, for example, Snoop had a tear where MTV was in his back pocket. And he even sold them the show Doggy Fizzle Televizzle. You remember that? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. That shit was hella dumb. It was like the original trolling. You know what I mean? I do remember that. And another thing that people just don't really acknowledge him for is that he did have a successful clothing line. That Snoop Dogg clothing, a lot of people was rocking Yo, that bro, shit. I got roasted for wearing some Snoop Dogg clothing right. one time. But niggas had it. I got I had cooked. some, too, and I got cooked as well. That's something we have in common. One oh, thing that was shit. funny to me was like his pants... When you cuff them, they had the blue bandana around the bottom. Oh, yeah, bro. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do the that. Paisley. That's my thing about Snoop, bro. This nigga took Crip into an entire new height. You know what I mean? You know, I feel like Snoop is the uh, true embodiment of having true vision of oneself. You know what I'm saying? And fully embracing it. Like, even right. the fact that, like, I feel like the Snoop name, it may have been on some hood shit or whatever mm -hmm. the fuck. Mm -hmm. But also, somebody kind of making fun of bro because he looked like Snoopy. But right. also, like, right. falling all the way into it. Like, oh, right. yeah, put, I'm put me looking like and Snoopy I'm a dog. on my doggy style. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, bro, that's like, that's and fire think fun. about it. Nowadays, a lot of people are animating themselves, right? Like, we yeah. seen Pooh Shiesty had a lot of those album covers. He was a cartoon, like, made out of clay. Okay. Bro, I think all of that is because Snoop. Snoop was, like, the first rapper to give you a real cartoon rendition of himself over over time, multiple times. I, I, don't, I, I don't have enough reference of albums to confirm you on that. Right. But I can say that there were a bunch of, like... Psychedelic, trippy ass album covers back in the seventies and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying where yeah. shit was like hand drawn and uh -huh. and all that. So Snoop yeah. is a big embodiment of like seventies um, music, sixties. You know what I'm saying? He got so, the Shirley Temple curls. So I mean, he was like killing it. Yeah. Even if we talked to bro and asked him, he'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, it was this uh, so and so." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, Snoop is definitely a pioneer. Yeah, man. So. If you don't know, go do your homework. The man got an amazing discography. One of my personal favorite albums is The Last Meal. Yeah, Blue Carpet Treatment too. Right. So that's the reason why this beat is up on the Rap Sessions Challenge Board. This is our uh, call to action for y'all. If you got some $100. bars, $100. All you got to do is give us some bars, hashtag Rap Sessions, tag us at Rap Sessions. Just like it sound. Cash app too, that means. Yeah, the cash app is right in right here. Right you know what I mean? Boom. We're gonna do this for the month of September. Yeah. And if you hear this, it ain't too late. You can go buy yourself a decent eighth with that. Not the ones you normally be getting. Yeah, you can get something. You can go to the cookie store. Yeah, get some fire. Get you some fire. Yeah, bro. On us. So, yeah, man. This is just us and what we do. We like to engage the people, engage the community, engage the streets. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's where we're from. That's what we represent. And we're showing y'all that it's just so many other sides of LA. Everybody ain't gotta be like super banged out. Like Pac said, everybody in LA do got a little thug in them. But, you know, I feel like original gang members for real were here to protect that community. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And once again, this is the counterculture life.
at a really good studio in Los Angeles, California. Do Stacks of God here. International Nash. Please come on on the boards. Yes, and I sir. hope y'all are enjoying yourself, man. Um, yeah, we just wanted to give y'all like a quick little tutorial on some of this L.A. culture because we talking to everybody. You know what I mean? If you in L.A., if you pass through L.A., if you got love for L.A., this podcast is for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's us talking about um, different things with the culture. Uh, in our brainstorm meeting, we fell into a topic that I want to discuss. Uh, what are we doing right now? I'm getting into this Mean Green Fire Music Instrumentals, Volume 1. <laughs> mean, mean Jane, my bad. He's smoking green. He's drinking smoking green. Smoking green in the air, man. It's a bunch of green in the air. All good things. Green mean money, but it's my man, yeah, Mean man, but we got a special producer in the building today as our guest. Instrumentals. Mean Gene, man. It's my first time meeting him. He got this uh, Fire Music Instrumentals Volume 1 that is available on all your streaming platforms. This track is called Good News. Yeah. We try to keep everything really good around here. Yeah. So we're going to let some of these beats rock. This would be your time to roll up and uh, continue to vibe with us.
Yeah. Turn us up, Karan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was fire music by Mean Gene. Yeah, man. You gotta keep this in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the name of this instrumental right here. Keep this in mind. This B tape instrumentals volume one is available everywhere that you stream your music. Yeah, man. And um, this is something we're going to try to do continuously. So producers out there, if you feel like you got some beats that people need to hear, we're going to play them and um, let the people get their word in on them. You know what I mean? See yeah, how man. they feel. Email them to Deuce. Yeah, email them to Deuce at I'm not giving my these niggas my email over this. Just <laughs> <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's it right there. Hey, look, in the meantime, we got... Uh, <laughs> I'm not giving you niggas this email <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Yo, that's comedy. Look, in the meantime, while we get the uh, counterculture email up, yeah. it's rap sessions 310 at gmail.com if you got some beats. Yeah. And we can... will uh, shop them to some artists that we work with. So yeah, you can hit us up too on Instagram. We'll drop all that stuff later. You can have yeah, that'll that. get tagged. Actually, we'll probably put that on the uh, album art. Yeah, I'll do for the show. Yeah, we'll do that. This, so you, this is our third episode. So you bitches can follow. <laughs> <laughs> third episode, yeah, man. Episode. So we're gonna let this instrumental rock in the background. But uh, I believe Deuce had more to discuss oh, about yeah. this culture out yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um we were talking earlier about somehow about like films, I believe, in our pre-meeting. Oh and, yeah, and the death of the cult classics. Yeah, the death <laughs> of the cult classics. So beyond the cult classics, um, which I feel like maybe it's not beyond. Maybe we're saying the same thing. I'm just defining it differently. But I feel like the great movie is dead. Like we haven't had like great movies or those things that like make the culture and I mean like as far as like entertainment and media consumption culture shift in a way that it's a, a conversation piece going on moving forward only one we have bro in the past fucking damn near almost years? 30 years 30. no 30 The Matrix that's it that's <laughs> the it the one that's worth watching bro, and, people and still reference The Matrix in raps right now it'll bro, be somebody Matrix with a 16 is fire and I'm somebody... a big fan like I saw the first three in movies when they came out like I was ready ready to go so for example we've had other things that have come and went Harry Potter spent over like what fucking 20 years my nigga nobody yeah. care about that shit like that Avengers that was huge. Avengers, I feel like Marvel is still kind of ongoing and a living thing. So people yeah. still do reference that. And people yeah. always reference I really like the last Spider-Man. I ain't gonna lie. I did Long not way see home. the last. I did not see yeah, the last Yeah, when they introduced the multiverse and they brought all the Spider-Mans back, that shit was fire. But, okay, for example, that's still... All right, The Matrix, it was brought from a book as well, too. So, damn, it maybe it predates that. But I'm saying that uh, something that's an original... You know what I'm saying? Work concept create something, but now that I think about it, bro, it's not too many original concept bro, movies that I really shit, fuck with. Inception? Like Titan That may have been from a book. Man, everything <laughs> is from a book. Bro. But that's my point. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's something that's like a movie that was like? Because think about it, bro. Titanic was based on real events, right? Yeah. Hunger Fuck Games it. was a book. Hunger Games was a book. Yeah. Fucking Harry Potter was a book. The Shining was a book. Uh, fucking um, was Fight Club a book? I feel like it was a book. I feel like it was too. And fucking uh, The Matrix was a book. Uh, well, the thing Terminator is, Terminator was a book. Books is the original media. You know what I mean? So 
you can't really be mad at the adaptation and the evolution. Yeah, but it's like, okay, an adaptation and a realization at one point is something that's unique, but then after a while, it's overdone. If all everything you get is just a book, like fucking Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, they made into movies, my nigga. Like, they didn't do anything. Any of the niggas have read before, they're like, oh yeah, that's a movie. <laughs> niggas read the little, uh, read the little, little engine that could. It is a actual live action little engine that could shit out there somewhere, bro. Like <laughs> a any, live action, you anything. Are crazy. I'm telling you. What you think about the Pinocchio trailer? Uh, I haven't seen it. Is it? You haven't seen it? Nah. Is it? What is it? Is yeah, it it's about like, to be real life. Like it's basically the same way they keep doing uh the updated stories. Like for example, uh, Snow White when they took it to Maleficent and told it from that end. Mm. Lion King when they made it a little more realistic. They Lion just, King was almost like a, a play by play, but just with like new, you know what I'm saying? Animation. New animation, yeah. right? But it made it look like it was real animals and versus cartoon. Okay. And with the Pinocchio, they making it look like real people, you know? But do you think it's going Okay, so are you a fan of movies that uh like mimic a remake? Things like exactly? Yeah. Um that's tough because like for example Space Jam, I didn't really like that. You like the original or the, the remake? I like the original, but I didn't like the remake. The only thing that I did like was uh, Don Cheeto as the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty dope to me because the algorithm is running shit. Yeah. But yeah, look at this, bro. Look at this trailer right here. This shit is pretty epic to me. You know what I mean? And I'm looking forward to it because it just looked dope. And the way that the shit play out. Oh, wow. If niggas need oh, to yeah, know about their conscience. Right. If that's... If that's the this way how Pinocchio we looks, it. that's why. this shit is about to be lit. See, I thought it was about to be like a some corny that shit. Looks nah, different, bro. But if it looks like the actual this, that's, that's fire, sick, bro. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, it's about to be dope, bro. Oh, that's still cheap. I mean, duh, he a, you know, a, a doll. Yeah, that's but fire, you know the way they blended it, I'm just appreciative of the way that the art has evolved. Yeah, that's smack. Yeah, it looked dope to me. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, we couldn't hear nothing that Kamal was saying in the background. It's all good. Oh, if you know, you know. <laughs> These niggas, all right, bro. These niggas are fully enthralled in this Pinocchio trailer. I'm not doing this with y'all right yeah, now. Yeah, no, you know you're going to watch it later. But I just think that, like, just the, the concept of your conscience, like, a whole generation really need that because it's a lot of people out here that just don't have no inner voice. All right, so question. Um, my my larger point was, do you believe that the decline in movies and cinema um, matches the decline in music? And do you believe that, or do you believe there's a decline in music, or do you disagree? All right, so I think that, um, for example, I was going back listening to some old Drake today, and a lot of his songs was four and a half, five minutes, six minutes, like. Drake was really giving us full, full songs. And I think as a person who we can, you know, agree is like top of the game for his song length to somewhat dwindle on certain tracks. Cause you know, the average song length nowadays is like two minutes. I think that's the indicator of how far we've come. We went from five minutes to two minutes. But so, do you think his quality has dipped or just the length? That's the thing, length is quality. Because if you're giving us music, right, you're giving us the little instrumentation to let it build up. I really appreciate that unfolding in terms of these tracks. And 
one of our favorite artists that we can agree on is Joe Budden, and he is the king of, you know, six, seven minute songs. You look at the last J verse, it was five minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, artists aren't taking that much time to put into the craft anymore because- Oh, well, bro, niggas do line by line. Yeah, and I think also the art is just a launching pad into other realms of consumerism and celebrity. So I don't <laughs> think the art is being held to the standard in which it used to be. All right, bro, I'm going I'm to keep it a buck with you. It's motherfucking Lil Wayne's fault, man. It's Lil <laughs> Wayne's fault and it's Hov's fault, all right? And I'm going to tell you why it's Hov's fault. Hov is a fucking anomaly, okay? Hov is LeBron, and niggas be like, man, it's so easy just going to the rack, but you can't do it, okay? <laughs> Hov not writing, fuck niggas up, and got niggas being like, oh, I, I don't have to write, when they should be writing, Okay, you should be writing. And then Wayne fucked it up even more by actually showing a nigga, oh, no, it could be done. Right, And Wayne right. did and it. demonstrating it. See, the thing, the difference is Jay only telling you half of the truth because although he's not writing, he's playing around with them verses in his head all day long. And he's going back and forth and he's refining it. Okay, so there's a yes and a no for that. And I'll tell you why. There was a time when I for sure thought and believed as you did. Like, nigga, this nigga's cat, bro. He got a bunch of verses just stored up in there, right? Mm -hmm. But to go from a person who could only write by myself mm -hmm. and then to learn how to write faster around a group setting and then to learn how to like, okay, well, shit, I can't write right now. So it's just a couple bars I can remember. To doing that and building that to even being like now when I write, I could write a 12 in like five minutes. You know what I'm saying? If a person is practicing just rapping in their head and doing that shit 24-7, which if you on the corner serving the slang, nigga, you have a lot of fucking free time, bro. Like yeah, to yeah. be doing that shit. I do believe it is possible that he's so good at it now and that his level of rapping is at a high level where bro could freestyle a verse and it sound like that because him writing, I feel like even that verse he just did that five minute one, it would sound better than that. And that verse was he was cooking. And, and let me just let me just interject. I watched artists you probably know, Richard Wright. I watched him do yeah. the same formula that Jake does. It's it's not freestyle. It's he's really just writing the verse in his head. Yeah, he's so writing he it. Write it down. Mm -hmm. Once he get the first two bars, and it continues to go, and they don't go, they don't come out and go into the booth until they got the whole. Yeah, and it's until they rehearsed it in their head enough. It's never written down, like right. Just, he, like I watch Rich do it, where he's mumbling just how you would see Jacob. Right, it's the same thing. But the new version is not. New version was Deuce is saying it's. I think of the line as it goes, and that's what Wayne does. He does right. It for, doesn't put the whole he's not repetitive in. about it. No, no, no. Nah, you can tell. I think with the listens to it and then he comes back in. But he's got. But but Wayne has actually gotten better because the difference between Hove and other <laughs> niggas is Hove um, has a conscious line of thought, and that can happen freestyling within 15 minutes. For most niggas, it can't be that. It could be like, oh, I can rhyme Heineken and live again, but it's like, <laughs> okay, that don't really like. So I think another thing that we are not acknowledging is Hove's uh, literary scholarness, right? Because oh, yeah. he's applying a lot of elements of literature that I learned in English class, right? Like yeah. alliteration, entendres, metaphors, you know, like 
a lot of this stuff that's going on in music doesn't have any literary element. Like I listen to somebody who, for example, right? Certain artists, and I hate when I have to hate on niggas. <laughs> Cause I like to do it, but I hate when I have to like. You're forced to. Yeah, right? But let's say somebody who selling a lot of streams like a money bag yo. I feel like money bag yo is popular. He getting he doing numbers, but I don't hear too much literary elements in what he's saying. It's like very cut and dry, straightforward. Versus someone like a Kevin Gates, I could hear different cadences, um, metaphors. He may be talking about things that aren't as blatant, similar to what Hove does. Hove will tell you something, and what he's saying is not actually what he's talking about. Okay. Now, as right. a whole fan and a person who has a love for words, there is something to be said for people who can communicate in a very basic form, but reach a wide form of people and connect with them. Sometimes people say that if you use like a bunch of words for some shit, you don't really understand it. You know what I mean? Like, for example, there's a there's a, a genius in Too Short. Mm-hmm. You can't describe that shit, bro. But right. it'd be like, bitch, shut up. Make this money. Niggas be like, damn, right, right. bro. And I she think tonality. Shut up and make this money. Like, tonality, the convincingness of that emotion. You know what I mean? A lot of artists ain't being too emotional. Yeah, I feel like it's a contrast. Yeah. I feel like, uh, perfect example, me and, uh, when we in Space V rapping, Space was recording, bro. And he like, man, I gotta drink some water, my nigga. I said, bro, you straight. He said, nah, nigga, I'm animated, bro. I be. You know what I'm saying? Throwing my, my voice shit. around, yeah. I'd be like, okay. And I thought about it. I'm more wordy because I'm less animated. You know right, what I'm saying? So right, it's like right. it's like me trying to like the difference between a nigga flinching at you and a nigga being like, hey young blood, let me talk to you for a minute. I'm trying to let you know you fucking up going this right, right. way. You know what I'm saying? But like, I think that's also just a <laughs> cultural context in which y'all were derived, right? Because he's from the South. Mm. Niggas from the South just speak more animated. You know what mm. I mean? Hey, shout what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, but that's just regular conversation. Yes, nigga. Right? But they loud, they got the inflections, and that's yeah. just regular conversation. Yeah. So, you know, us out here, we real monotone. You know, you because think we're not pop off, nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's like if I start yelling and shit, I'm about to sock this nigga. Sometimes yeah. Chill. Yeah. So, you know, I think the musicianship combined with the uh literary genius that is lacking is why we think that the art is dwindling but then you got certain artists i love griselda i think all three of them really do what they got to do to keep the art alive right i think also the east coast has a different respect for like the pen game and actually creating this art you know versus out here larry june is a very popular artist right now he tell you what it is he ain't really trying to be all witty and i've never listened to a larry june song <sighs> it's unfortunate bro uh, you should know your peer group Because he right there with you Y'all similar in age Similar DFM, in style uh, I'm gonna explain something oh, <laughs> I'm just saying man. Nah, It's a no, peer group On some real shit A peer group is what you see it as You know what I'm saying And So are LaMelo Is LaMelo and Ja in the peer group? Uh, ja Morant And LaMelo Ball are I don't think Ja group? sees it like that 
Probably not, but they there. And dudes don't say it like that neither, nigga. <laughs> and that's all I'm Fuck saying. You Ja Morant ass nigga. All right, bro. <laughs> I'm Ja, but when the mellow get up here, we look at our wins at the end of the day, and it's like, all right, the nigga listening to my shit and be like, oh, he ain't talking about nothing. I don't know what the fuck he was listening to. Dude, all I do is talk to niggas. Put the show on speed. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me. But nah, peace and love to uh, Larry June and everything that got going on. That shit dope. Yeah, nah. Anybody who has a movement, um, I just think there's different <laughs> wavelengths and all type of shit. And and, uh, and keep in mind, it's my job to keep my post on the culture. So, of course, yeah, you man. shouldn't be, you know what I mean, and, looking over your shoulder to figure out who doing what. And it's not saying that, like, yeah, it's, no it's, it's, it's 100% yeah, it's no for anybody. But yeah. it's like, at the same time, anybody can get it, nigga. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, so, but that's why we a duo, you know? Because, yeah. like, I got to let you know where the smoke is at. But don't don't you don't is, you is friendly or foe. Don't you, know you play mean? pimp, nigga, because your ass is worse than me. <laughs> Nash be wanna be like, man, you know, hey, I'm look, trying to kill niggas off. He be like, he be like, he be like, look, just so you know, my nigga. Fuck these I niggas. I don't know. Fuck <laughs> with this nigga. Oh, yeah, fuck with this nah. nigga. And I'm trying to murder this nigga. Yeah. And I be like, look, bro, let's trust do me, it. I got a whole hit list of artists that I can't wait for us to be on the same bill as so we can rock that shit. Nah, bro, it's uh I feel like those things are just the universe. You know what I'm saying? It's been times when it's been people on my radar, on my agenda. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I've used that as motivation. Mm -hmm. And then at the point when I'm done with what I was doing that I was motivated by, I ain't thinking about that shit no more. Right, nigga, that right. shit done. It's over. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, I cooked you, bro. <laughs> Even if you don't yeah. know it. <laughs> Y'all ass got cooked up. I'm past that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, peace and love to everybody. Frenemies, enemies, loved ones. I mean, at that. the end of the day, it's, it's a sport. You know what I mean? It's a sport. And when the, uh, when, you know how they say, leave it on the court. That's just all that is. Bro. And it's love, bro. Like, that's yeah. the thing. If you, if you love shit, you become possessive over it. Like... Yeah, and that's, I think that's back to why the art is low-key lacking because of the passion, right? They just don't give a fuck. Everybody don't care about this shit. And I'm starting to see, and that's the disappointing part for me. It's like, it's uh, a lack of enthusiasm, a lack of seriousness, a lack of really care for the art. And that's why we do what we do. And that's why we try to uphold the truth in the culture because there's too many people playing around with the powers that be. You know what I mean? This is a serious serious game hey man this is uh your voice is an instrument um and it's an instrument that you're blessed with and if you're blessed enough to have people listen to you you should be telling them something that's worthwhile exactly or at least giving them something that you believe you know what i'm saying so look i'm gonna quote you you said something really profound which is that everybody busy so if you take some time out to listen to somebody else and ingest their messages and their art you know Respect to you for even ingesting it as a fan. So yeah. we really got to say shout out to y'all for even taking your time to listen to whoever it is you listen to because it's valuable. And then for those creating the art, don't be discouraged if you only got 200 spins because that's still 200 spins. Like that's people that's really checking bro, for 200. you. 200. Like think about it. Yeah. Whoever you are, bro, you went from sitting somewhere being like, hey, I'm thinking about this. Um, I could do it. Uh, I don't know. And then like, let me try it. And then from one of your homies being like, "Oh man, it's cool," and you being like, "Man, that motherfucker hating." And then <laughs> from there, dropping it and getting that first play. Mm -hmm. And because of what the world's condition, it be like, "Damn, bro, that's one play." But I've had instances where I've dropped like an EP, and I'm like, "Yo," one person was like, "Oh yeah, bro, I heard it," and I was like, "Yeah, bet." He's like, "Oh yeah, I played it, bro." It was like. 
60 people in the room, bro. We was all rocking your shit. And I'm like, word? I'm like, right. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, don't the get numbers lost ain't the numbers. really, yeah. yeah. It's the impact, man, and just keep being... And you, let's not forget, shit. people be fabricating. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? A lot of these numbers, niggas is just listening to themselves <laughs> over and over. Not even gonna lie, bro. YouTube I know some people that really be listening to themselves. Let you niggas know, if any of you rookies out there feeling bad about your numbers, just go on YouTube and... Double click it And it's a loop button And it'll just loop your shit And you can just go to sleep And you can wake up And feel good about yourself <laughs> Yeah man So work your lanes uh, Don't forget We got this Uncle Snoop challenge So if you really want to get hurt Hashtag Rap Sessions And tag At Rap Sessions To the DJ Gamma Ray Uncle Snoop instrumental Yeah And then when you get done with that You can check out The Mean Gene Fire Music instrumentals They've been keeping us going In this background For the second half Of this pod and um, we just appreciate y'all time, man. This was uh, the counterculture of life. You got to do stacks to God. Definitely be careful what you pray for because you might not be able to handle it when it comes your way. You feel me? And you got International Nash over here, man. I might hop off a, you know what I mean, off a runway, come off holla at you. Off your ass <laughs> with his whole bag in tow. You know what I mean? You might see me with a camo duffel, <laughs> you know what I mean, and a backpack. Oh, my God. It's real nasty. <laughs> it's real nasty. <laughs> Yeah, man. So we also got Please Karan on the boards. Thank you, man, for tuning in. This was a uh, third episode of the Counterculture Life, episode three. We stacking them up, keeping them coming. We live and direct from a really good studio in LA. They are available for your bookings. Uh, website for the bookings. Uh, it's all really good. It's all really good.com. Yeah, you'll be able to find everything. Do stacks there. Um, it's all really good. Yeah, all com. Word, um, just how it sounds. It's how it's spelled. It's no rap slang in there or anything like that. Yeah, no spaces, underscores, or funny stuff, yeah. man. And uh, we got another really good show coming your way before the end of this year. We definitely owe y'all that. Yeah, streets need it, man. Holla, we out. <laughs> <laughs>